Alicia Henley is an audiovisual professional that found her passion at a young age as a sound engineer within her father's church. Now you can find her making connections with AV, digital signage, and IT, along with ex executing creative ventures. As a young professional, she's finding ways to bring AV technologies and creative visions together in the effort to leave her mark by making an impact. Alicia is currently an associate sales engineer at Access Networks, a multimedia journalist, and a content creator. Welcome, Alicia. Thank Welcome, you for Alicia. having me, Susan and Becky. I'm so happy to be uh, talking to some sound girls. I'm a little bit all over the place when it comes to multimedia in general, but first love is definitely audio and here are my sound girls. So thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah thanks so much for being you. here. I know Alicia uh, uh, started uh, Sound Girls Chapters in Houston back when you were there. And now you're on this side of the coast with all of us crazy people over in Florida. So uh, thanks so much for joining us and talking about cool things. Um, one of the things uh, I kind of want to start off like at the beginning here a little bit, just like kind of how did you get your start in audio and then move into what you're doing now and where you're going? Yeah, so it's been quite a um, a ride. Audio started for me in church. Uh, my dad's a pastor. And when we first started our first location, I was about 12. And it was just me and him. We were so into technology, taught me how to run the, you know, soundboards. And that's where it started. <clears throat> By the time I was about 16, we had megachurch. And we were, you know, at that time, we were duplicating tapes, selling our tapes and selling them <laughs> with the CDs and, you know, just the whole thing. We've always had Alan, Alan and Heath, you know, boards in our in our facilities. So that was like my first love in church, creating that experience alongside my dad and just, you know, basically engaging, creating this experience for the worshipers. Right. That's really what it was about. Yeah. Then um, after moving down to Texas. I still stayed in the church, did a lot of consulting in the house of worship, um, basically helping in-house teams, because as you know, in the church um, side of our church vertical, there's a lot of volunteers. How do you mm -hmm. manage that team of volunteers that might not necessarily have the background? So I was going in and doing lots of trainings with churches around Houston. Then cool. that kind of I was exploring some options because I was like, OK, there's a, way more things you can do with audio which led me into kind of commercial AV where I was running sound in hotel settings and more of like corporate side, which is they consider audio and visual more than just sound because there's a whole bunch right. of things involved in that. Once I got into more of the corporate side of that, I realized, okay, there's a lot of things I can do here, but I wanted to be an in-house team because the load outs in ends were killing me. I was like, okay. Cause at first I always thought I was going to be that person that just goes on tour. And I kind of got a, you know, a taste of those in and outs. And I was like, okay, this is not for me. <laughs> uh, I, I found a in-house team in Houston and I got to work in a multi-purpose facility, um, which was owned by a school district, but it was Houston, you know, they're so Texas is big on high school football. So this yeah. place was bigger than anything I've ever seen. Uh, and it had all these different moving parts. There was a theater, um, an arena, stadium, conference centers. It was all just built into this one place. And it gave me an opportunity to run sound in so many venues in so many different ways. And that's when it kind of branched out into, okay, audio can go into broadcasting. Audio yeah. has always been in theater. Audio is, a, there's a corporate side of this to where, you know, multi-million dollar companies will hire you just to run their AV and their company. So I started exploring AV. Um, and as I did that, the more I grew, 
all of the equipment that I was using, whether it was audio or the broadcasting things I was using, um, started being connected to the network. And I realized our in-house team, if the network went down, we were all screwed. So I was like, (laughs) I got to learn the networking side of where all of our technology is going um, so I can learn the language because I kind of saw everything pivoting to being connected to the network. So that led me to my position now um, at Access Networks. And we design um, secure networks basically to run all of your AV gear, whether that's in a commercial setting or a residential setting. I'll say about 90% of the work I do there is designing networks for like a home environment, you know, smart homes where people have Uh Sonos packages um, Mm -hmm. being deployed in their homes now and automated shades and Apple TVs, all that thing. So that's the bulk of what I do now is designing the networks for all of our lovely AV gear that we use. That's awesome. So that does that get you into like QSIS and things like that? Yep. QSIS, Dante, yep. you know, Savant Homes, Crestron Homes, everything that's automated lives on the network. So those type of systems is what um, we design the networks for because you have to have uh, bandwidth for these to work properly. And that's one thing that was really driving me crazy when I was running these type of systems. Like my DLive is connected to the network. We can't have this going down because everything locks up. Right. But right. <laughs> we, can't, we can't properly design the networks if we don't understand language. So I joined a company that was focused not only on IT, but designing the network systems for audio and visual systems. Very cool pivot on your part, especially right before the pandemic. I'm sure you've been busier than all get out. <laughs> yeah, right. I, you know, none of us saw COVID coming, but it's like, okay, well, I've been doing this for two years now. I guess I made the pivot like just in time. So, I mean, I, yeah. I, I really can't complain. Have you had uh, 8 million calls a day about how streams crash and why <laughs> they crash and all that? Yeah. You know, I just like literally drowning in work because every, everything's from home now. And like I said, 90% of our business is, is residential side. So not only are those people who own smart homes working from home, they're bringing their multi-billion dollar companies home and trying to do work. They're bringing their right. kids' school work home. You know, the kids are learning. So everybody is on the network. So everybody yeah. was like looking to say, oh, hey, now we need more bandwidth or, hey, now we actually realize we do need a, a secure network to make things happen. So, <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's been a it's been a heck one heck of a year for sure. I bet that's great that you have work and I'm excited for you about that. But, yeah, it's definitely been a challenging year all the way around. I think whether you have work or not, it's been a challenging year yep. for everybody. So. Um, that's, that's great though, that you're able to stay employed in our industry right now and, uh, have found something to do. So, yeah, awesome. absolutely. And I've been staying connected with so many people that are still on the live event side and like, Hey guys, there's a lot of pivoting happening. Go to the house, you know, get, get into some freelance work, you know, go to yeah. the church and see how you can help. Everybody needs a live stream, but the live stream is only as good as it's audio, right? Like, or, or, <laughs> it's AV. So like find ways to pivot, um, and just stay on your toes. Cause COVID's here now, but it's not always, you know, it's not always going to be here. We're going to get through this. So let's just find ways to stay informed and keep learning and stay engaged. So when we come out of this thing, you're not behind the curve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's um, we contacted you because it's something that you've been doing with other people in the industry. Or I saw it on uh, LinkedIn, I think, um, where you were talking about being like positivity. And yeah. uh, and so I want to talk to you about that, just staying positive and 
and how we all can keep doing that. Cause yeah, awesome. There's a vaccine on its way or coming out soon, you know, and by the time this podcast airs, I'm sure some people will probably already have it by then. So that's going to help. But in that process, even uh, we need to stay positive and keep going forward. So what can you share with us about positivity? (laughs) Yeah, that, that initiative was basically kind of like, when we started it, it was the idea of like this, we are the world type of thing, you know, and everybody came together um, in the music yeah. industry and created, we are the world. That's kind of what we wanted to do as journalists. Um, a lot of people that I was on that um, initial conversation with are considered direct competitors. Um, they own magazines, blog, and, you know, we all go to trade shows and, you know, see each other. We usually see each other a lot by now, yeah. but we haven't. And we know, so many people in the industry who have lost their jobs. So the yeah. idea behind this was to stay positive, um, create a hashtag. And if you know about an opportunity, use the hashtag to share it and share it just not within your little community, but share it worldwide as far as we can go. That's why we band together to try and get this reach as far as it can go. Um, if you know about an opportunity, whether it's sound, audio, video, or even if it's something that's volunteer work, um, we we were definitely using that particular hashtag to just spread positive news and try and keep people uplifted. Because, um, like I said, we knew so many people who were out of a job, but we also wanted to help. Um, and if we couldn't help by giving them a job, we wanted to at least spread some positive energy, like say, keep going. Here's some opportunities that yeah. we know about, and you know, we'll we'll get through this um, on the up and up on the other side. That's awesome. We'll put the hashtag uh, in the show notes and yeah, stuff like that yeah. and definitely tag it with you. Um, I, we, Susan and I have kind of, kind of tried to do the same thing on our podcast here, just trying yeah. to encourage people as we go and just say, you know what, let's keep talking about the cool things we do because we're going to get to do them again and uh, live sound and other ways to pivot and get jobs. And you know how the sound girls are, like you find yeah. something and it's on the website and then there, here's all your resources. Let's go, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Just, just keep, you know, stay on your toes. Like I, I, um, one of my friends, he was out of work, but he was doing live streaming from his home. Cause we've, you know, we've got our V mix, we've got all our stuff that we could just do from home. And I was like, mm-hmm. man, there's a lot of places that are doing holiday lights. What if we could rent out our gear for that? Right. Like, let's just stay mm-hmm. creative, like find ways to engage with ways that sound is in, involved but not necessarily right there on the forefront right like there's so many things that we can do that is positive and we can possibly you know get a gig down the line if you don't get paid for it up front you never know they'll call you down the line and say hey you helped us when we needed it the most now we're back up and running let's go to work right so yeah yeah there's uh eight of us this week that are doing three live uh what do you call them? Drive-in shows, which I haven't done a drive-in show ever in my life. Um, and neither have any of the eight of our crew. So we're going to go do that this week just because I'm like emailing everybody like you in, are you in? Cause you know, I mean, we're going to get paid. It's a four hour in and then we're just going to sit in our cars all day, but it's until the loadout, you know, but it's, we get to learn Yep. one, something none of us know about and who knows if these are going to continue. So let's keep, learning if, if nothing else you know we're gonna figure it out and yeah, see how it works i don't think the virtual shows are like the drive-ins are going away like the ones that have been successful yeah. they make they're making it they're making a good amount of money like the shows yeah. that you know the gamers are doing and bringing artists into it they're making tons and tons of money because a lot of people you you throw a show in one location and you have all these fans that can't go yeah 
Now we have opened the door to where things can be virtual and you can really capitalize on a fan base from a music point of view. So I don't see those type of things going away anytime soon. So let's, like you said, let's get involved now because they're only going to get bigger um, as we go down the line. Because honestly, everybody's not going to get a vaccine. Then what? Right. You know, there's, there's, there's going to be, there's going to be choices here. Come see it in person or see it virtual. And if we stay ahead of the curve by participating in these things that are kind of new now, we'll Mm -hmm. be, we'll be ahead of the game um, as things continue to develop and build out. It's so, it's so cool. One of my, uh, one of my friends, she's an internet friend. She lives in town with me, but we've been distant. She uh, stayed up into the middle of the night to watch a BTS concert because it was in, Japan or Korea. It was the other side of the world. I don't remember which exact show it was, but she stayed up in the middle of the night to watch it. And she was so thrilled that she got to see this show because they wouldn't have streamed it like that. Otherwise, exactly, it would have been like an in-person thing only. And they even sold all kinds of stuff. So she bought like, I mean, a crap ton of this, <laughs> of this stuff. It's all over her, uh, her Instagram and she's just going to town on it. And I think it's awesome because she can actually like this band. She used to live in Japan and she hasn't you know, she's been back in the States for a while and she can still experience it. Whereas yep. last year, I don't know if they would have streamed it. You know what I mean? Exactly. This has it's really so cool. opened us up to a whole new world. So not only did that band make money off of the show, they made money off of merch. They yep. you know, yeah. were engaging with their fans. Their fans can stay up to two o'clock in the morning and have the party of their lives yeah. right <laughs> in their living room and, and really be able to capitalize on this experience. So like, it's not yeah. going anywhere I think it's going to balance out because, like I said, everybody's going to have a choice. So let's just keep doing what we're doing and getting ahead and, and being a part of these, you know, new creative ways to engage. I should say. What What else are you seeing out there in the AV world as far as other than streaming stuff that's happening? Like any other new things that you're seeing pop up on the horizon? Well, I mean, of course, like virtual shows is kind of new in the AV world because traditionally you want people to go to your trade show. That's how they, you know, that's how you make money. But when it comes to streaming overall with churches and what we're doing on the streaming side is getting more um, technical, right? If you've got so many ways to connect and stream it in multiple different ways. For instance, like new techs, uh, their, their, their technology that's coming out. You've got Audinet that's continuing to grow. Um, so there's so many different things that I think we can continue to learn. It's also free education. Like, yeah, you know, Dante, their education is free. Get on this stuff now while you have it. Add it to your resume. Boom. Because not a lot of people might have had this before um, yeah. you know, COVID. So just be mindful of all the different type of audio streaming technologies, but not just only focus on the audio side of it. Look at programs that include the audio and the video, because honestly, the more you know, the more you grow. I would have never saw myself... Uh, directing football games right I was a sound girl like I, I do the sound and then I got behind that you know that console directing football and you know putting people up on the screen and working hand in hand with my audio team like there's just there's I think we're all in audio to create an experience right and the more yeah. you learn these other technologies that evolve the overall experience the more exciting it gets so that's that's what I would say. If if you're in quarantine right now and you're looking to continue to learn, look at the software because everything is going software based. Everything is going networking. Check out the mm-hmm. softwares that connect these experiences together with the audio and visual. Yeah, I've been learning uh, OBS, which oh. has been 
crazy challenge for me because it's yeah. not something video is not my forte, but I've learned a lot of it this year. And I didn't know you could do, you know, like, I don't even know what it's called now. I, I forgot, but I didn't know you could connect video just with a cat five cable now. Right. Like, exactly. like I, I didn't know that was a thing until this year, you know? And I was like, holy crap, I got a PTZ camera working off a network and I got it over here on my OBS and I've got, this is insane. Like it's all one cable and it's working great, you know, which I knew you could do with audio, but like, yeah. I didn't know video was doing that. And it's amazing, for sure. yeah. amazing yeah. looking, you know? And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm sold. But like you were saying too, the network thing, trying to figure out all the IT that is involved in that boy, I've been on the phone 24 seven, like, okay, <laughs> tell me what happened teach me how this goes, you know, but that's fine. Like I'd rather, I have the time to learn it right now. So why not? Right. right? Yep. Yeah, but, yeah. Alicia, did you learn your networking stuff? Uh, did you go to school for that or did you learn it on the job? No, I learned that on the job. So what was happening is um, I mentioned that facility that I used to work in that multi-purpose facility. So the stadium, the arena, the conference center, all of these spaces uh, were connected, right? So you had Dante going to all of these different places. And not only was our audio being um, streamed and simultaneously going in all these different areas, our video was. So this is what really drew me to um, the networking side. It was like, okay, I get that I plugged this cable in. I mean, because it's, it's technically signal flow, right? Just like everything else. I get that I plugged it in here. I got on the software and I routed it here. Okay, I get that. But what's happening on the back end? And that's what really made me transition into my pivot with this company. I was like, okay, I need to get with the, a team that already knows the language, is willing to teach me the language, and point me in that right direction to where I could kind of know all of this stuff, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And and what happened is when I got with this company, education was a huge focus because I didn't know the language, and they were willing to take the time for me to learn that. And now, now we've got the ball rolling. <laughs> It's taken some time because it is like learning a new language. But yeah, once, yeah. But once you get it, you you got it. Just like with audio, it's all signal flow. You just have to learn the language of that signal. That's awesome that they're willing to work with you because that network in general, networking in general for me is is still a foreign language. It's I'm so far behind in that because I just haven't had to work with it until now. <laughs> Yeah, there's basic things that you can take. Like, you don't have to go in and get, like, the highest level yeah. of certification. You don't need that for the audio side of things that we do. Um, yeah. But I suggest you go in and look at Cisco's basic um, certifications that you can get. Yeah, um, I've got my Dante. Becky, you, do you have Dante 1 or 2? Uh, I have Dante 1, and I'm halfway through studying 2 right now. Right. Dante Dante is great because it gives you, it tells you how to work the software, right? It tells you what switches mm -hmm. you need. It tells you what cables you need. Okay. But what happens when my switch is out? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. What happens when my internet is down? So that's why when you, when you, it's great. I love Dante. I've used it for many of years, but when you can find those type of certifications that tell you the basic of networking, what's actually happening within the switch that your Dante is living on, then then you understand the signal flow better. Cool. I need to to dive into that just a little bit more just because of what I've noticed totally. I've run into in the PTZ world yep. uh, recently, you know, and like, okay, wait a minute, I've got three cameras and two are working just fine, but the third one's not. And then this guy tells me, oh, well, it's because your switch is a 
PPE or PPOs, yeah, 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 not yeah. A, you had a switch or whatever. And I was like, "What the hell does all that mean?" Well, but then I went PPO to power it up, probably. Yeah, right. So the first two cameras yeah. were getting, were able to get fifty watts, and then the third one drops down to like thirty watts or something on the on the network switch, which I didn't know. I, right. I didn't even know that was a thing. So, like, yeah, learning all that stuff. You're exactly right. Like, uh, those are the little things on the back end that we don't learn. And then you're like, oh, this makes no sense. Cause right. then I plug, you know, like, like normal troubleshooting, I take the camera out of three and then I plug it into two and it works just fine. And I put the other one in three and it doesn't, and I'm like, all right, something's going on with that third switch, but I don't right. know what, you know? So it, it's interesting, like learning all that stuff. I'm, I'm fascinated. Yeah, by everything now. is going, everything is going to be on the network. If, if, like I said, we're yeah. learning, we're we're getting in on these drive-ins and everything now, and it, yep. everything's virtual. Imagine these teams that are streaming that concert that your friend went to, right? They probably weren't yeah. all in one location. I highly right. doubt it. So we yeah. have, you know, we kind of got to stay ahead of this technology or at least learn the basics so that way we can understand the language. Because what happens is there's not a lot of women in audio. There's not a lot of women in video. There's not a lot of women in IT. Yeah, for um, sure. So we just got to keep learning, seriously. And that, that was actually our next question to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the I was going to ask you. It's the same. It's the same. Not it, a lot of women and not a lot of diversity, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's, it's you know, I think technology overall is kind of like the, it's the old boys club. And, but technology yeah. is moving faster. And if we learn, if we, if we know the language, we we stand a chance like we you know what I mean I feel like the more we know we can talk ourselves into situations for these opportunities like oh this girl knows her stuff she actually knows what's happening in that switch yeah because we didn't have enough poe okay that guy didn't know that I bet you he didn't (laughs) right you know so it's like you know just continue to educate ourselves with the basics and do what we've always been doing just stay active and networking like I didn't I didn't I didn't even know this company existed 10 years ago. And then I connected with the CEO on Twitter, of course. And then we end up at a trade show together. I I drove from Houston to Dallas to meet him at a trade show. We stayed connected for six years. Seven years later, I work at his company. You know, like everything legit goes hand in hand. So just keep putting yourself out there and the right opportunities eventually open up. That's uh, just in doing some research about you and knowing you like virtually for a few years. Um, I found you. I don't even I still don't even know how we got connected on Facebook, but it's been a while like that. I've been following you on social medias and stuff like that. Um, is Do you think that's just part of like your generation to jump on social media? Are you intentional about finding networking opportunities on social media? So. So at first, it's just natural to be there, right? Like, <laughs> it was like, okay, you're in college. You, we're all on Facebook. We're all trying to see what parties we're going to. That's really when I started, like, you know, uh, first year of college, like when everybody was on it, when Facebook was just getting started, you needed to have credentials to even have a Facebook. You had to have your college credentials to have a Facebook. So yeah. it was like, it was, it's, it's nature. Yes, we're on social. And then I realized, holy cow, I'm doing this cool stuff. And I can show everybody I'm doing this cool stuff. It's like a real time. It's like a real life time feed of my knowledge. Look what I'm doing today. I'm running Dante in a stadium. 
what are you doing? You know, like, so once I saw that that was catching on and then there was like an, an, a group of people who are looking for this type of content, then it became strategic. Then it became planned. And it was like my online resume. So I didn't have to go to an event and be like, yeah, I'm Alicia. I do such and such. I do such and such. People were coming up to me at the event. It was like, oh, you're the smooth factor. You, yeah. you know, you've got Dante. So I kind of re- reversed it. Um, and that's, that's the good thing about social media. You can, you know, do a lot of positive things with it. You can do a lot of negative things with it. I just chose to use it in a positive way to continue to put myself out there. So when I go to events, I would have a list of people I wanted to connect with and I would already know them online. I would know that they were going to this event, (laughs) not saying to stalk people, (laughs) but you know, like hashtags and things like that are valuable when people are putting out where they're going to be. You want to go work for a company? Follow some people who work at that company, see what they're into, be the places that they're at and engage, you know, like don't stalk, just engage. <laughs> and yeah. you never know four years on the line, you're in the place where you said, Go you to the events, to say hello, <laughs> you know, exactly. <laughs> you know, make it, make it work for you. But yes, now me, my, now me being on social is very strategic and very on purpose. I uh, had read one of your blogs I want to say it was a couple of years ago um, about social media. And I still remember it because I'm, you know, a little old school. And I, even though I had social media accounts, I didn't do much with them business wise or whatever. And and then I read your blog and it was really, it sparked something in me like, okay, I, why can't I just take a picture and put it on Instagram and show what I do? So I started doing it. And same as you, like people started reaching out to me or following me or whatever. And then I'd start networking with them um, from there. I'm, I have gotten more network connections in 20 years of the industry in the last five years, just being on social media. Social media is so powerful. Like, like it's, it's, it's like instant connection. Like you put something out there. It's like you put it onto the universe and those people who are looking for things like that gravitate to you when you use the right hashtags, when you find the right community and find the right, you know, find the right crowd. Like it's, it's, it's not right. It's not rocket science, but everybody doesn't love social, right? You can't force it. You know, you right. know what platform right. works for you. LinkedIn is one of the most powerful platforms. It's not just for finding a job. Like get on there, talk about things you're doing. And the people that are looking for people like you will hire you. Like, yeah, LinkedIn is cr- it's crazy how much like that platform <laughs> has changed my life. Seriously. My first blog was with Sound Girls. And it, it it's actually that one that you're talking about was probably three blogs in, but my first blog was with sound girls. Then I put Mm -hmm. one out about broadcasting on LinkedIn. And then next thing I know, Dactronics was reaching out to me. Hey, you want to write an article on our blog? I'm like, Oh, so a lot of people saw that blog. Okay. Let's keep, let's keep the ball rolling. You know, like just put things out. People are looking for what you have and people are looking for community, especially now. So get get active, stay active, and and just be yourself. Are you still uh, writing blogs? I am writing blogs. Um, this year it kind of slowed down for me um, because, of course, work work tripled. So <laughs> yeah. I, I started doing videos because it's easier to talk. <laughs> you know, yeah. or I could say it's less time consuming to do a video than it is right. for, for me to write. My profession is not in writing. It was just something that I start. People wanted to hear about it, so I did it and. I have editors that I work with that make it sound phenomenal. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this year was definitely more video 
than it was blogs. But yes, I, I do do blogs. And most of those are with publications um, that will come out in the audio and visual corporate side of, of what we do. Very cool. And y'all can uh, find some of Alicia's blogs on the smoothfactor.com also. Oh, yeah. That's right. On my website too. That's where I stalked you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm there for. <laughs> What's your go-to beverage? Ooh, go-to beverage. Are we talking alcohol here or are we talking about whatever, just... Whatever you want. Let's do one of each. What about go-to alcohol beverage and go-to non-alcoholic beverage? All right, go-to alcoholic. Uh, definitely got to have my Patron. I'm a tequila girl. Mm-hmm. No matter where you go, you know they got they got Patron. So, you know, and it's not too cheap. It's not that well stuff. So, yep, going with Patron. Um, if it's during the week, I'm drinking coffee, but I am definitely trying to balance that out with more water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, nice. So those are my go-to. Yeah, I haven't even been on any juice or anything. It's legit just coffee and water or Patron. <laughs> <laughs> my kind of people. <laughs> I would I would say the same, except I can't do the tequilas. The tequilas make me crazy. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's... I got I got a two drink minimum with tequila until things get weird. <laughs> hey, it's not good. I, I'm like that with vodka, so I don't know. It's you know, you pick your poison. That's super funny because that's the same with me. Like, so I'm a vodka girl, but my sister, same. She's a tequila person, and we're both the opposite. Like yeah. the other one makes the other one crazy. So. I, I'll yeah, never forget when I was in college and my dad's like, hey, what do you like to drink? And I'm like, I don't know, tequila. And he's like, do you like to dance on tables? And I'm like, dad, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. My co- coffee, I can get behind. I'm a coffee addict. So that's, yeah, that's I mean- a thing. Patron has, has a flavor. You can just pour it. You know, it has a coffee flavor now. Just pour it up in your coffee. Oh, that's true. Oh. <laughs> Patron Cafe or whatever that's called. They give you wide awake drunk. There you go. <laughs> Good times. Uh, Alicia, what is uh, some advice you'd like to share with some of the other sound girls? Um, advice. Audio could take you anywhere you want to go. And and it'll also take you places that you never imagined you would go. Who would have thought mm. I would work for a freaking it company like my dream job was to be front of house for beyonce and so i realized like okay these load ins load outs aren't for me you know i was like i could pull my own weight it was good for a while but i was like all right this is not the route that i want to go so um just know that audio can take you so many different ways uh stay open stay creative um and and follow your dreams stay stay gritty Seriously, this 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 place is a, it's a cutthroat industry across the board. Whether it's audio, video, IT, stay gritty, um, stay yourself, and uh, stay educated. Like stay ahead of the curve. Like the internet is the most powerful tool. I had yeah. no idea what Dante was, you know. And then next thing I know, we're installing it in all of our facilities. I'm like, well, who's going to teach us how to use this crap? Because I'm <laughs> yeah, I've never I've never heard of it. And you get online, you find all these courses that are free. There's YouTube videos, study, study, study. Like you don't have to go to school. I didn't, uh, I didn't go to a traditional college. I went to a trade school and mm-hmm. uh, most of it was, it was focused on audio. It was an audio engineering school, um, but it was focused on studio, you know? So it was like, okay, now that I know the basics, how do I make this work for me? So use audio 
make it work for you and just keep pushing for it. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. We really appreciate you and uh, all that you do. Thanks, thanks for keeping us positive. Oh yes, <laughs> gotta stay positive. And um, I, I'm gonna work on getting back on Facebook because Facebook is one of those ones. My mom got on there, and I was like, oh, I gotta go. It's time. You know? <laughs> But that, that's, where, that's where my sound girls are and I, I want to stay more connected so yes um let's all regroup on facebook and thank you both for having me so happy to be here thank you alicia so thank you the sound girls mission is to inspire and empower the next generation of women in audio Our mission is to create a supportive and inclusive community for women, non-binary people, people of color, and all marginalized groups working in audio and music production, providing the tools, knowledge, and support to further their careers. Thank you for listening to the Sound Girls podcast. You can find out more information on the website, soundgirls.org.